Hello and welcome back to Yay Basketball, the basketball game show. Monday, June 26th, 2023, recording live from the Yay Studio. I am your host and producer, Michael Padilla. Along with me today, I have one, Bob Aldritz. Hey, Michael, it is June 26th. Yes, it is. Thank you. As well as one, Justin Moore. Hi, Michael. It is the 26th of June. It is indeed. Thank you. Are, are, is, there, is there a joke being played on me? No. Okay, awesome. Love it. Uh, and <laughs> also, what? special guest via satellite with over 130,000 followers. He's TikTok's go-to college basketball analyst, a defense appreciator, the March Madness maestro, the sage of swish, the college, bas- the college ball connoisseur. If there's a prediction to nail, he'll hammer it home. Please welcome back to the show, Ryan Hammer. Yes, sir. Oh, you got an intro song. There we go. Awesome. Ryan, how you doing, buddy? Good to, good to have you back, man. It's good to be back. Am I supposed to, you know, June 26th? That's- <laughs> yeah! <laughs> Nailed it! <laughs> Woo! Yeah, I, I guess so. That was uh, that was the thing today. That was the intro thing for you today. Uh, thanks so much for joining us, everybody. As always, uh, be sure to like, subscribe, rate five stars, share with friends, and follow us at yay underscore basketball on TikTok, Twitter, and Instagram. Add me on the groove. Last week, uh, was Justin hosted the show, and we played Five Second Violation, had a very special Bob's Bucket and Trey's Facts, and I finally... Put my test, uh, put my skills to the test in Guess That Player. It was an episode, so be sure to check that one out <laughs> if you have not already. Simply not an episode. <laughs> it was an episode. It was an episode. That's true. <laughs> also, while we're here, go to yaybasketball.com for exclusive YB merch. We've got t-shirts, mugs, hats, stickers, and hoodies with a bunch of great designs. So go grab some of that sweet, sweet Yay Basketball merch. Justin there has the My Man Timothy Duncan mug. Hey. I've got the classic mug. We got shirts abound. Go grab mm-hmm. some of that. YB merch, yaybasketball.com. Now, before we get into our first game of the day, Justin, can we get an update on the scoreboard and a recap of our picks from last week, please? You can indeed, Michael. You sit with a thousand points. You took the aces over the Mercury, and you, you were correct. 26 that, point win, I think, or something, right? Yes. Uh, or 20 point win. By the way, go back and listen to it. When you made that bet, I go, that's such easy an easy bet. pick. Yeah. I was like, that's the easiest <laughs> bet ever, yeah. man. Uh, of course but it was. That does put you in second so place with a thousand points. Bob. Yes. You are in first place with 3,050 points. The Red Sox did beat the Twins. Uh, we're a little slow time for basketball, but you were like, yeah, I'll take baseball. It works out. Yeah. Uh, 3,050 points. I'm in last place. I had Scoot being the second overall pick. Thanks, Shams. <laughs> um, talk about FanDuel's problem, but I have zero points. And that means Trey Miller being the, uh, Brandon Miller being the second pick. Yep. Uh, he's at got 300 points in wow. third place. So really it's coming to down bet. to me and Trey. So Look it's out. okay. Absolutely. And if you guys listening at home want to keep track of all of those game picks as well as chat with us ask us questions or give us game ideas hit the link in the description of this episode to join our chalkboard group chat it's a fun and free way to support the show now like i said ryan we gotta we gotta get to a game for you and then we're gonna ask you a whole bunch of questions about this juicy draft can't wait to get to that so let's just dive in with quote unquote quote unquote quote unquote quote unquote quote unquote 
Yes, in this one, I will read you two quotes. One of them is a real quote from an NBA personality, player, coach, or analyst. One is a quote that I made up. It will be your job to work as a team and tell me which quote is real and what the quote is referring to. If you correctly guess the quote and the topic, you each get 100 points. If you only get one or the other, I receive the 50 points for what you missed. Sound good, team? Sounds incredible. All right, Ryan's on board as well. Here are your two quotes. Whenever I need motivation or I need to get some fire on the court, I remember that I'm free in the universe and I can do whatever I want to do. Or, this is a dream come true. Growing up, I either wanted to be a secret agent or an NBA player, but I'll gladly take this over a badge and a gun. <laughs> okay. <laughs> which is a real quote. Which is the fake one. Oh, man. How specific. Yeah. Right. <laughs> It, Ryan, does any of those sh- strike you as like a as a draft night quote from somebody uh, taking really big? I don't. Not that I can recall. Like the second one is so specific. The first one sounds like something that like Ron Artest would say in the <laughs> later days yes. of Meta World Peace, or like someone like that with a really holistic mindset. But like, so it makes so much sense. But then my mind's like, is it too make too much sense? You know? Yeah. Because I guess these quotes either would go to someone like that. Or like a young kid, the first, the second quote's like a young kid that just got drafted. This is a dream. The other quote does not seem like a Scoot Henderson quote from just getting draft night. You know what I mean? Um, I don't think think Brandon (laughs) Miller's busting that one out. (laughs) Paul George's my favorite player, but I also, I could have had a badge and a gun. Um, That that was where I was going with this. So, probably not Brandon Miller. Miller. (laughs) Oh, shot. Well, I mean, no chance. No Um, No shot. Uh, I don't know. I think the first one's the real quote. I just don't know who said it. Can we hear it one more time, Michael? Yeah, let me read those again for you. Whenever I need motivation or I need to get some fire on the court, I remember that I'm free in the universe and I can do whatever I want to do. Or, this is a dream come true. Growing up, I either wanted to be a secret agent or an NBA player, but I'll gladly take this over a badge and a gun. I gotta be honest, they both sound like Bill Wallen quotes. <laughs> <laughs> they both do. I'm gonna I, I'm gonna let you know that these all of these, if they if whichever one is real and whichever one I made up, they're all recent, like within the past few days. Mm. The real ones mm. are all recent within yeah, the past yeah, yeah. few days. <laughs> the fake ones, obviously. <laughs> yes. I made the real I made the fake ones today. <laughs> Being free in the universe, I don't think anyone is Oh. Oh. There is someone who is fully enlightened, and that is Victor Winbinyama. Oh. I think the first quote is the correct one, and I think it's Victor Winbinyama. That's yeah, he, he, I've seen the song speak Reddick, yeah. He's fully enlightened, dog. I mean, he's ready to do it. I mean, I, I'm going to like it. I like it. Let's get an answer. Yeah, yeah. I think I think we go for it. I yeah. with it. Yeah. yeah. You cool. guys are with it? Yeah. Final answer being uh, that A is real, and, and it's Victor Winbinyama talking? Yep. Well, I'd like to tell you that you are correct. Well done, Bob. Oh, yes. yes. That nice. is a Victor Wembanyama quote. Hell yeah. <laughs> he said exactly that. He went on this kind of, uh, JJ kind of asked him, um, you know, like, uh, how do you, you know, have you seen the movie Inception? In that movie, they have a totem that like grounds them to reality. What's your totem? And he's like, uh, I don't really have one of those. I just remember that like I'm free in the universe. And he kind of went on this conversation, like, went on this little monologue for like uh, two or three minutes yeah and when he was done the it, all everybody in the room was like what the fuck like that's, <laughs> that's so well said you're 19 how'd you do this so all I right they said the word enlightened also like, yeah yeah that. enlightened i think yeah. you're right full uh, blown you said that and i was like there's no one in this draft that's 
Oh wait, it's the only one that's <laughs> ever been so that high. Way. Uh, he's he's closer to the heavens. That's why yeah. he's so high. Uh, mm. uh, it's official. The San Antonio Spurs selected French phenom and physical freak Victor Wembanyama number one overall in Thursday Thursday night's draft. We're going to uh, talk plenty about the overall draft in a moment here with Ryan, and uh, we've talked at length about Victor before on the show. So Ryan, I'm curious, what are your expectations for Victor Wembanyama? They're high, like they're high as, as everybody else. I just like. I think the standard he's going to be held to is going to be unfair. Like obviously hall of fame or whatever champion MVP, et cetera. But people are saying like, Oh, if he's not as good as LeBron as a pro- as in his career, yeah. then his everything's a failure. I'm like, that's not true. That's not a fair standard. No one can live up to that standard. Or sure. Maybe he can. Right. But um, he's going to be good. I think people don't realize the defensive impact he's going to have where he might not score 25 points a game in his rookie year. Like everyone wants to see, but um, as long as he's playing on the court, like he's going to be a top, three defensive player in the league next year most likely so yeah do you are so you're not on board with the whole if he isn't you know uh, kevin durant or all these guys that he's a failure you don't agree with that no i just like like if he comes out with two defensive player of the years like no mvps and like a title and like a hall of fame career like that's a successful career even by his standards i think that's fair i just don't think it's like fair to hold him to standards of Kevin Durant times Giannis and LeBron. Combined. <laughs> like, it's just ridiculous. Like, yeah. what, is, what is he supposed to do? Um, but I, I don't know. It's hard to find a happy medium with him because he can definitely outperform anybody. So we'll, we'll see. Yeah. Well, we talked about Wemby nearly a year ago and the, the big question mark was always health. Uh, and while, you know, it still might be a question mark for him um, just because of his frame, I'm a little less worried about it now. And I guess I'll ask you if you think this makes sense because someone said, well, look at Kevin Durant. You know, he had two catastrophic injuries in his 30s, um, and he, like, it, towards the middle of his prime, and then came back to be a statistically better player than he was before he was hurt. Um, that made me realize that even if Victor does get hurt, which he most likely will at some point, obviously we're not hoping for that, but it's just likely, uh, he's going to be around for a long time. Like, are you, are you concerned as much as a lot of other people are about the health? No, I'm definitely not. Um, the biggest thing I point to is injury. People talk about being injury prone, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, you're built like that way. You're injury prone. I'm like, no, Bull Bulls can be injury prone or someone else can be injury prone, but he has no history of this. And just because he's built like you've never seen before doesn't mean that you should be uncomfortable to a point where you don't think it's going to be okay. Um, he, Like I said, no history of injuries and bad injuries, especially and, and re-injury, I think is a huge thing. Like we see with Dariq Whitehead, uh, AJ Griffin has that issue and stuff like that. Um, Lonzo Ball, but I he also takes care of his body a lot. He's mm-hmm. able to warm up with a lot of plyometrics, a lot of really unique stretches. He'll he comes out barefoot actually if you watch him before yeah. a game. Um, I, to do his whole routine, whatever, and because he understands that to take care of his very unique body, he has to one bulk up obviously a little bit, but two do these kinds of things. And I think when Chet Holmgren um, <laughs> comes back this year and like is he's a rookie, quote unquote, sure. like contending for rookie of the year, people are going to be like, ah, like. I think, I think Victor's going to be okay. Good. So. Awesome. Oh, well, I think we're all glad to hear that. We, uh, I think we're all kind of rooting for I'm excited about Victor. I can't yeah. wait. Justin and I were talking about how they're going to do the opening night games and, like, what's the matchup going to be. And I think if they're smart, they go Lakers versus Spurs in game one. Oh, yeah. Because I want to see the, you know, the, the old guard kind of passing of the torch to the new. Well, but we'll see if that, uh, if that happens. So, yeah. all right, guys, good job. 100 points to you. On to question two now. It just doesn't make any sense. Why would you want this guy? He's been a snake in your boot for almost a decade, and now you invite the snake into your bed? I mean, good for the snake, but bad for you. Or, he's going to average 23 points a game, have a lot of dribbling exhibitions, and the fans will love him. They won't win, 
But he'll do his thing, and he'll have fun, and the fans will love him. Those are your two quotes. Ooh. So the first one obviously could have been said by, you know, Woody. And um, <laughs> somebody poisoned the water hole. Uh, so I believe, obviously one of these quotes is fake, but they're surrounding the Jordan Poole, Chris Paul situation, yep. right? Snake in your boot being Chris Paul to the Warriors. The fans are going to love him in Washington, and they're not going to win a bunch of games. Rough. But I I lean more towards the second one being a real quote from, like, one of the personalities on, you know, a national television, right? I don't think it's a player, uh, like a, like a, I don't, like a, not a Skip Bayless, because he's negative about everything, but like, uh, like a Nick Wright, you know? <laughs> Love your head. The up. idea <laughs> that there's a snake idea. in your boot <laughs> should be all <laughs> that you need to know. Let's uh, get Ryan, answer. what do you think? That the first quote is so out there that like no player or personnel that's not anonymous would say that about someone else. They just they can't. So like you said, like Nick Wright probably would say some stupid stuff like that. Um I don't know that that I was thinking exactly the same thing about the second one with Jordan Poole. He'll average twenty three a game, but you're not going to win many games. So like, and we were talking about the fans before. Yeah, the Jordan Poole, the Jordan Poole uh, extras on the side. <laughs> the fans will love him. <laughs> there you I, go. Uh, if you that's know, you exactly know. I, about, I don't know who said that, who would say that, but I mean, anyone could say that. To be completely honest, that could be literally anyone. Um, I just remember something about a snake or snake in the boot quote recently. Yeah. Oh, really? Specifically, yeah. Oh. And so that's why I'm like, I, I'm, I'm pretty sure it's the first one, actually. Oh, no. We would have heard about this, I feel like, if someone right? like, really out there said that. Like a yeah. Whole now, keep in mind, like you mentioned, it can be an analyst, like a Nick Wright or somebody. Sure, yeah, I sure. Don't watch, I don't watch Nick Wright ever. <laughs> no. really ever so. God, never. Uh, and I can hear we, that. Can we that hear is the, the best show on the boot one more time? The national shows. Uh, yeah, so the quote is, uh, it just doesn't make any sense. Why would you want this guy? He's been a snake in your boot for almost a decade, and now you invite the snake into your bed? I mean, good for the snake, but bad for you. Or, he's going to average 23 points per game, have a lot of dribbling exhibitions, and the fans will love him. They won't win, but he'll do his thing, and he'll have fun, and the fans will love him. It's but like an international... It, it's it's like yoke. Like, I don't know, man. Like, that quote is so strange it, like it snake could come boot? it could come from a luka or a Jokic. You know snake I mean? in the boot is either said by kendrick perkins and we would have heard about it oh. everywhere kendrick all right perkins yeah. and, is I, guy I and i didn't hear anything about that i would lean towards the second one being correct and having i think like Stephen a or something like that would say that like that the second one is a is an okay thing on tv i think yeah <laughs> right and, and obviously kendrick perkins has been breathing on mics forever but you, I mean, I would say it's either Nick Wright or Chris Broussard. That's okay. where my feelings at. Form it, answer, answer it, go for it. It's the second one, and it's. It doesn't. You don't have to tell me who. Just tell oh. me what the what's it about. Oh, it's about Jordan Poole, the wizard. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, that yeah. is correct. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> oh, thank God. I was hoping Ooh. that you would out you'd big brain yourselves. Like that's so weird. Is it real? But didn't get you. Uh, in one of the most bizarre trades in recent memory, the Golden State Warriors acquired veteran point guard Chris Paul from the Wizards in a move that saw Jordan Poole head to a slowly, uh, or sorry, a quickly crumbling franchise in Washington. We'll start with our resident Warriors fan. Thoughts on the Chris Paul acquisition acquisition for the Dubs? Michael, I'm really glad that you asked me <laughs> because I've had a, a great question. 
It's a phenomenal question. Thank you, thank you. I've had a whole week to think about it now. I've had time to process the emotions, move through my personal. I mean, we're talking the full steps of grief. You're grieving. (laughs) A full-blown grief. And ultimately, I came back to it. And and there's two points of views that you can go from this. It's If you're a Warriors fan, and if you're the Warriors fan base, zoom out a little bit. You just traded Jordan Poole for a Hall of Fame-level Jordan Poole. You may have gotten somebody that what could be a replacement for the back end of the non-Steph minutes, which is a much okay. better Jordan Poole, okay. which is phenomenal. So he doesn't start, so from, is what you're saying. Hold on. Okay. <laughs> hold on. Do your thing. Go off. So <laughs> while the Warriors and what we saw from last year from Chris Paul, uh, someone who traditionally does Chris Paul things, and we know he's efficient as a playmaker, um, you know, low assist-to-turnover ratio, those were his worst categories last season. Statistically, he was the worst in his seasons mm-hmm. then doing Chris Paul things because Chris Paul is now more of a spot-up shooter. He actually had the second-best three-point percentage of any of his seasons last season. Mm-hmm. He also had a terrible pull-up three-point shot percentage, worst of his career, mm-hmm. but that's fine. So it even more tells us he's kind of preferring to be a spot-up shooter in later in his career, okay. and he's proving it too. With that being said, pairing that with uh, Clay Thompson, who we've talked about ad nauseum before about what he's lost post-injury, it's athleticism, and it's a little bit of a defensive prowess. Mm. So what is he? He's a spot-up fucking shooter. Mm -hmm. So now the Warriors have incorporated effectively two future Hall of Famers that are spot-up shooters around Steph Curry, who we all know prefers the ball in his hands. He doesn't like to be the off-guard. He doesn't like to be receiving these passes. He likes to be the one creating or taking the pull-up, and that's where the Warriors have had success. So ultimately, I'm okay with it. I I think it's a great thing, ultimately, for the Warriors. You are bringing on a contract that isn't necessarily incredible, but you can rework it. Like there's other things you can go about. And Chris Paul does really well in pick and roll situations. CP3 uh, last season, he had the fifth most um, receiving pick and roll uh, ball screens. Mm-hmm. Eclipse Steph Curry by almost 900 Jesus. possessions. So if they're really serious about going but, towards this future with Chris Paul, like they can rock a pick and roll with Kevon Looney, three-time NBA champion, I should say, Kevon Looney. <laughs> And really Blue take dog. take it into a different angle of the Warriors' offense that is worth exploring. Because hey, you need to uh, like you need to do something else, and that clears up the cap space. And now Draymond, Clay, and the gang can re-sign, and we can continue this thing. And we still have Chris Paul and Draymond working together. I see it. I see it being a positive. Okay, so all right, that's an optimistic take, and I don't want to stay too long uh, on one topic here, but just quickly. The Warriors don't run high pick and rolls like Chris Paul wants to. So mm-hmm. it's kind of a mismatch piece there, don't you think? It could, you, does that make you worried at all? Not at all, because Kevon Looney's 25, 26 <laughs> years old. If you turn him into that pick and roll, if you turn him into a DeAndre Ayton, you're looking at two guys that are lengthier that can get rebounds. They're not the same player because DeAndre Ayton is not a three-time NBA champion. So, yeah, Chris <laughs> Paul upgraded his pick and roll partner, and he has Steph Curry as well. Like... 
it's ultimately a win-win for everyone. And Chris Paul can keep his family, you know, in LA and stuff, and he doesn't have to go too far up to San Francisco. So okay. ultimately, I think it's a huge win. Uh, what's the wizard side of this, Justin? Can you explain what the hell is going on in Washington? Yes, I think, you know, we talked about, you know, the new Wizards GM just a few weeks ago, and it's a hard reset. They say, you know what? We're getting off with a couple of terrible contracts. While I love Christos Porzingis, um, you, when you're resetting, you just go, okay, we're just going to clean house, and we're just, okay, this is what we're going to look at now, and we're going to completely remove ourselves from the old guard, if you will. Um, when you turn Bradley Beal God. and Kristaps into Tyus Jones, uh, Jordan Poole, and what I would actually consider really good first-round pick swaps with the Phoenix Suns, because they're one or two injuries away from being... Horrible. That's fair. Um, How or, many pick swaps, by the way? Four pick swaps. Four pick and swaps. I believe, they, and a first round pick from you guys, and then a, it's, I think, six second round picks, six, four or six, one of the two. Um, and we see what second round picks can become, a la Nicole Jokic. So, I, you know, well, I, they they can become that. <laughs> no. You're also using the greatest I, second can, round pick ever. They so. can become that. And so, uh, I mean, yeah, it's I, I think it's overall good because it's a reset now are we going to be good next year no no unless Unless. but (laughs) but we'll talk about it later but we could be good in the next three years and i think that's the way to build we see so many teams starting to push push together people and like oh this is gonna work this is gonna work and we're like no 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 okay here we go west unsell jr here's your young pieces yeah it makes sense uh ryan thoughts on this deal real quick well, I'll take your time, yeah. however much time you'd like. <laughs> I'll take another 40, don't worry about it. Um, I, I think, like, if Dre, we'll never know. Maybe we will through, like, his volume podcast. But, like, if Draymond comes down and says, hey, like, I wasn't coming back if Jordan Poole was still in the roster, mm. and no matter how Chris Paul ends up, like, it's a great move because you, you need to keep him around or you need to do something, I get that. Um, I It's hard because, like, I can't envision the fit in the back row when they're playing together. Chris Paul might come off the bench. He might not. He'll definitely play closing minutes for sure. Um, I like his presence better than Jordan Poole's. I don't think yeah. the quote was as accurate, but it's not inaccurate completely. Um, I think there's levels to Jordan Poole in a bad way also. Um, and for the Wizards, it looks bad on paper when they don't get a lot of assets back. But Bradley Beal's on a terrible contract. Mm-hmm. He had the only rarity, true no-trade clause in the entire NBA where he literally decided the package and approved the package. Yeah. Uh, and Kristaps could have been a free agent. He had to opt into his player, his player option, so considering all those factors yes they're a year too late going into the rebuild because this is a great draft class right. you had a chance to get a two one or two maybe generational prospects at the top of the class um and you could have got more assets and and begin this all year earlier and they knew they had to at some point um but in this situation in the right now like I, I think they're doing a decent job the wizards so yeah i agree that the timeline was off this was the this was the one to shoot for and they also could have made this move before they gave bradley beal that massive contract that held him hostage <laughs> And then the Porzingis trade and all that. I get you going to go for it one more time, but I don't. I don't know how at any point you think that a combination of Kuzma Beal and Porzingis <laughs> gets you a what a conference finals run. Even like I, I think that that stuff in the East, the way it was constructed when they traded for Kristaps, I don't know. I mean, you're talking about the Kevin Durant Nets, Giannis still like yeah. the Celtics were there. Like I don't know how that was the move. And then without seeing the future that is this draft, so we talked about the Chris Paul. That I, I think he's smart enough to fit into this system. Like I think he's going to make yeah. it work somehow. His minutes will be meaningful. Um, Steph Curry got ejected because he threw his mouthpiece. mouthpiece out of frustration from a shot that Jordan Poole took. Chris Paul ain't taking that shot. He's smart. He's one of the highest basketball IQ players in the history of the NBA. So I think that 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 is eliminated as well. 
Um, <clears throat> well, he won't be on the floor. He'll be hurt. But I, I am nervous about this. Last season, we talked a little bit about uh, you know how the vibes were off. I remember Kyle telling me, oh, the Warriors are a vibes team. When they're clicking, they can beat anybody because it's just swinging the ball and shooting and turning around and night-night and all that shit, right? Well, the vibes were off because of the Draymond Poole incident, right? So I've got an idea. Let's bring in a guy that's been one of your biggest rivals the entire duration of your dynasty. Uh, that's an, there, there's an interview from Draymond in 2020 where he plainly says, quote, I do not like Chris Paul. We do not get along. I respect him basketball-wise, but we aren't on good terms. So now Draymond opts out. You go get Chris Paul, and yeah, they can make it work, but weren't we just talking about, well, they're fine now. Jordan Poole and Draymond are fine now. They made it work. They, they squashed it. The same thing happened in 19, Kevin Durant. What happened that year? They flamed out in the playoffs. Well, granted, injury, but still. Like, vibes were off, right? Yep. Every time that the vibes are good, and I just don't know that Chris... It, Three, four months ago, Steph Curry gets a layup on Chris Paul and says, this ain't 2014 no more. Mm-hmm. And and Mike Dunleavy goes, that's the guy we need. Got it. Yes, Got sir. It. Uh, Bob Myers leaves and you make Got bad him. choices. Yeah. Ah. yeah. So what I don't know. Options, though? Like, where else? Where, I don't know where they else they had to go. I yeah, agree. I, I agree. Yeah, I agree. Like, I don't know that there was a lot to offer for pool, like to go get pool. Uh, or sorry, to get rid of Pool and also a comparable player that can help you win now. I agree with that, but I, I, I don't. I don't know. Like I don't have that alternative, but yeah. it, it's still just kind of a head scratcher for me. I do have a. I do have a, a question for you, Ryan. Uh, what can you tell me about the Warriors' two draft picks, and uh, do you like those fits? I'll, I'll start at the back end because Trace is a perfect fit. I understand the slide, and you see like note card. Oscar fell, um, Drew Timmy didn't get drafted, Adam Sonoga, all these college picks. They don't get drafted. Trace has a particular skill particular skill set that is much more suited, well suited for the NBA than the other guys, I think. Um, his ability to play make and be comfortable on the ball. He's not gonna step out and shoot really ever, but his mobility, ability to be in transition. I think on the Warriors, with a guy, an undersized big like Kavan Looney, they can easily turn him into uh, maybe not the same kind of player, but in terms of impact and level, I think they could do that. I think he's gonna be in the rotation probably very early. Uh, and then Brandon Pazimski, I I was so convinced they were going Jaime Hawkins or Pazimski. If Jaime was in the board, they go him. I didn't know it obviously didn't have the opportunity, um, but he's going to be good too. Like I think them going the route a different route than what they normally do. They usually go Moses Moody, Jonathan Kaminga, James Wiseman. High upside guys. And, yeah, and we will develop the young guys. And this year they were like, all right, we don't really have that time anymore. And as a couple of those guys could be still good, we don't even know about Kaminga and Moody has been kind of hot and cold at times. Um, they're going with a more short thing. He's only played two years in college, but mm-hmm. he's experienced high usage. Like he knows what he's doing. So it, he'll, they'll both be really good picks and I'd have full faith in the Warriors front office and staff. So I believe it. I, I trust you. What do you got? Yeah. 30 seconds Quickly. on him. Uh, love Ty, uh, Trace Jackson, Trace Jackson Davis, like uh, watching, um, Indiana dudes, third in points of all time, first in rebounds, first in blocks. Um, He's well known to be the undersized guy that outworked other fours and fives in his conference. Uh, a or a Big Ten freshman of the year. Like this is a guy that who ab- absolutely like I knew as soon as they drafted him. I was like, wait, that's the guy from. Oh yeah, that's that guy. <laughs> and it was like, okay, he's awesome. Uh, and then of course Brandon, very very tenacious. Uh, like stretch guard, but he plays a forward, but. I kind of see him playing in like a Lamelo area where it could be a point guard area. Uh, Josh Hart level of rebounding, smooth stroke, great shot. 
I'm a big fan of who the Warriors drafted. Yeah. Good. Glad like to it. hear it. All right. We got one more question, too. Then we're going to have some uh, some conversations about the draft we've been talking about already. <laughs> Here are your two quotes. Sometimes people grow up when they have a kid. You might not be ready for it, but you have to grow up. Necessity is the mother of invention. Isn't that what people say? This adds a level of necessity that will force them to figure it out. Or... You know that pair of shoes that you bought once and you loved them so much that you wore them constantly and wore them out so bad you had to buy another pair because they just fit so well? That's the kind of fit we're talking about here. Those are your two options. I, I didn't get a first. Give me the first one again. I'm sorry. I got yeah. you. First one. Sometimes people grow up when they have a kid. You might not be ready for it, but you have to grow up. Necessity is the mother of invention. Isn't that what people say? This adds a level of necessity that will force them to figure it out. Do you want the second one as well? Kinda. Okay. Or, <laughs> you know that pair of shoes that you bought once and you loved them so much that you wore them constantly and wore them out so bad you had to buy another pair because they just fit so well? That's the level of, that's the kind of fit we're talking about here. That one makes so much more sense for a draft pick that like totally. had, they had an old guy and like we just gotta like fill in the gap kind of thing behind him and like backfill. But <gasps> uh. so I do feel like the 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 second quote with the shoes could be like a Scoot Henderson, a six two guard. It's the same kind of shoes you've already bought. You feel comfortable with the with a short guard with the with Damian Lillard, so you did it again. But also, I feel like the first quote could be. Phoenix Suns trading for Bradley Beal. <laughs> You've gotten rid of your safety net with Chris Paul, who was going to really dish out and have things. Uh, but also, I guess that could be the same shoe, because he is just poor man's Devin Booker. Going to need an um, answer kind of quickly on this one. Let's do shoe, scoot. Shoes yeah. and scoot? Sure, yeah. Shoes and scoot. So you're going with the second quote is the real one? Yeah. And they're talking about Scoot Henderson? Sure. Finally, some points. Nope. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, uh, uh, Ryan wouldn't know it, but this is a Nick Wright quote. Uh, a is correct. Sometimes people grow up when they have a kid. You might not be ready for it, but you have to grow up. Necessity is the mother of invention. Isn't that, isn't that what people say? This adds a level of necessity that will force them to figure out. And he is talking about Christoph Porzingis being traded to the Celtics. We, what? Yeah, I know. <laughs> we kind of talked about this a little bit, uh, but so we won't spend too long on this one. But the Boston Celtics acquired Christoph Porzingis in two first-round picks after their second attempt in a three-team deal that sent Marcus Smart to Memphis and Tyus Jones to Washington. Bob, who won this trade, and what do you make of the Celtics' title hopes now? Boston PD, you're Give getting Kristaps. Chris Give me a Kristaps. <laughs> Put your Pozingas on the floor. <laughs> 65 games played last season. Uh, it's the second highest that he's played so far in his young eight-season career, seven-season yeah, career. Yeah. Uh, he averaged 23 points, 8.4 rebounds, and three assists while shooting 50% from the field and 38% from the three. Listen, they made a pivot from Brogdon to Marcus Smart. Listen, I know we'll get to that eventually. Mm. Uh, but they ended up keeping Brogdon, who's a better facilitator for now, and ended up adding a trending upwards formal, former all-star. Someone who's, uh, you know, they sacrificed depth, sure, potentially. Um, but they got another shot maker. They can release some stress from JB and JT. They can stretch the floor a little bit longer. Uh, yes, uh, is he a great defender? Maybe not, but he's a great rebounder. Yes, mm. he's long and he can do that. So yeah, switchable. He's awesome, and uh, yeah, he's better suited. And that defense now is better suited Agreed. for a Bucks or a Nuggets. Agreed. Justin, what you got? 
Well, outside Who of my trade? Wizards fandom, we didn't win the trade. Yeah, no uh, shit. Necessarily. <laughs> I, don't, I don't hate Ty Jones, and we, we had to do what we had to do because we weren't we were going to leave. Chris was going to leave without giving us anything back. I will say, I do think maybe the Memphis Grizzlies won this one. Uh, from a standpoint wow. where they get Marcus Smart, that quote unquote, you know, a veteran presence in the room, they are going to miss their star starting point guard for the first 25 games. So you do get a band aid on that and maybe a band aid on your veteran presence while giving up potentially your future with Tyus Jones a little. I say giving up your future, but giving up, you know, future potential in him. But I do think Marcus Smart fits well and can play a little bit more half court offense, which is one of their biggest kind of uh, detriments generally in the Memphis Grizzlies uh, organization the past couple of years. Mm-hmm. So I do. Do think having him around, um, they're going to be defensively awesome. Like the the back to back, back to back defense player, player of the years. Year. Like yeah. so, I yeah, I think the Grizzlies won overall. Even though I'm really high on KP, and I do think the Celtics still. I mean, it's it's like this. It's not like sure. a yeah. Ryan, what you got on this one? Yeah, I think the Grizzlies like to point where they've been a really good regular season team, not a good playoff team. I think this kind of balances it out a little more for them. I will say, cause I think ties is great for them winning regular season games. Yes. We haven't seen them be able to win playoff games and him make that impact yet. It's hard. Like, I don't know how the Celtics, the best team in there got the best player, got the best draft pick out of everything by giving up Marcus smart, Muscala and Gallinari. I just don't like, yeah. I think the Grizzlies were involved. And then the Celtics were like, we, we need a first round pick this year. So we need your 25 because mm-hmm. we want to make a pick for someone specific. And they're like, ah, just take it also, whatever. Yeah. So that's why it even looks even worse. So the Celtics are the big W, but like the Grizzlies, if they can have any playoff success this year, more than they've had in the last couple of years, then it was a win for them. They don't need to worry about how it impacts the other teams. Um, so like I was, I, at first I was like, oh my God, Celtics <laughs> had a huge win the whole entire time, but I kind of see the Grizzlies side too, yeah. Yeah, so I like the move a lot for Boston. They added another shooter and a terrific interior defender uh, in in Kristaps. He's the third highest at the rim uh, defender. He has oh. over the course of his career, he has one of the highest block rates in the league. Missoula proved that he has little interest in being a grit and grind style of de- uh, defensive coach, uh, and uh, the Celtics being that kind of defensive team. And this will make it easier now because you got great defenders at each level. I mean, uh, Brown and Tatum are, are are terrific perimeter defenders, and then obviously you're going to have Horford or Jay or um, uh, oh gosh, Robert Williams, thank yes. you. Kristaps uh, Porzingis, and then all those guys, you know, at the rim. So they're going to have layers of these defense, uh, the defenders, which means they can kind of fly around and be a little bit more frantic instead of this organized defensive unit that maybe uh, Brad Stevens Celtics were. Um, I I don't really like the move for Memphis. Tyus Jones is one of the best backup point guards in the league, and like, yes, you, you make a good point there, Ryan, that like he doesn't necessarily give you much in the postseason. But they have a 25-game gap where they have to, like, be legit because they got off to a great start last year. And then it's an easy example, but the Lakers got off to a terrible uh, start last year. And then they were fighting for a play-in spot. Come April, they were it wasn't even determined that they were even going to make the playoffs. And, like, Marcus Smart is a brilliant defender, and they are going to be a good defensive team. But Tyus Jones brings this level of offense and, and uh, good basketball IQ that they have without Ja Morant that I think that is going to be missed with Marcus Smart. He's, he's a veteran. He's been around. He's a play-hard guy. But I just don't know that... I don't need. I don't know that they needed to hammer in on defense. Like, it feels like they added Dylan Dylan Brooks Pro. You know, like they added yeah. like Dylan Brooks Pro Max. I don't know. Like, I just, I, I just personally, I don't. I'm not a fan of the fit. Like, of course he's gonna fit in the culture, but I think they needed a guy that was like gonna bring some levity and some balance to this team. And I don't know that they have that with Marcus Smart. Had a so. little too much levity. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. Let's get to Bob's buckets. It's time for Bob's Buckets. 
Hey guys. Hey. Hey. Thank you all for joining me as always. Um, evil NCAA Bob's Buckets incoming here. What? Of course we have Ryan Hammer on the pod, so of course we're going to talk draft things. But let's talk about the top 10 players drafted in the 2023 draft. Okay. Half of them chose an alternative to college or an alternative traditional path. Uh, of course, two were international. Of course, we know with Bilal and uh, Victor. But... I just want to open up the conversation, gentlemen. Um, if half of the top 10 don't go to college, what does the NCAA miss out on? Now, let me rewind the clock a little bit. 2001, Kwame Brown, all the way up until 2006 with Andrea Bargnani. Uh, we saw these drafted right out of high school, no college experience players. And we saw five out of the six years, the number one overall pick skipped college. And I put skipped in quotes. Well, that didn't happen after that period of time. Uh -huh. So the NCAA got involved. And then, of course, you had to spend one year in college. I just see the right. I just see what's happening here where, hey, if half the top 10 didn't go to college, how much did the NCAA miss out on? And I think much like we saw how we no longer can see players drafted right out of high school. This is a system that was implemented very recently, mm -hmm. and I just don't see it. Ugh. I I I question how much longer it's going to be around because someone's missing out on money, and we think we know who it is. Yeah, so I mean, this is a this is a CBA thing, isn't it? Isn't isn't this an NBA rule that they that they can't go that they you can't be drafted unless you're 19? Isn't that isn't that turn, it? You got to turn 19 in the calendar year that that next season starts. Okay, mm -hmm. I gotcha. So, so yeah, I mean, and then there have been conversations. We talked about this on the show at one point a few months ago that, you know, Adam Silver's start kind of starting the conversation again. But I like that they're, that they're skipping college. No, I mean, you know, and I, I, I just don't – I think that a lot of – this is my personal opinion. I think, Ryan, we've discussed this. I'm personally, like, so anti-college basketball. I just am not a fan of it just because I'm, you know, cover the league and such an obsessive about the NBA that I think that, like, you get the best players in some of better – at least a touch of better com competition – I'm a fan of them skipping, personally. Can you guys tell me the uh, one player who did go to college out, out of those six years? 2005, number one overall pick. 2005, uh, uh, definitely not. I can't. Mm, yeah. 2005, Andrew Bogut. Ah, ah of course, my main man. My uh, man. It's All a, right. That's a weird one, because you can't like dictate that, you know, foreign players go to an American college in the NCAA to then go to the league. So they're, they're still going to have that. And is that an advantage over the American players who maybe don't get to go play professional? They have to play in the, the college circuit. So like, how do you dictate that? Well, they could but do also, the same thing. But yeah, but like also, how do you dictate? Because uh, like, like competition in the in the NCAA can be great, but it also because it's so vast, it's so many colleges that it can mm. kind of be watered down for certain players. And also like. leaves the room for parity and BS. So, are you, uh, yeah. are, Ryan? Are you in favor of leaving it at the as is, or what do you what do you like to see? I I'm a fan of all the different paths to the league. Like I'm a huge college yep. basketball fan. I'm also like a draft like evaluator or whatever so I'm, i appreciate all the paths to the league um like all of them even ot i have my a lot of things to say about <laughs> ot not i'm not gonna do that here uh, but i just think no i'm it's curious tough. it's really really it's, it, i mean we can we can do that all day i've seen but, some tweets about it give me a jim give me yeah, a quick yeah, rundown yeah. on it I'll, I'll tell you that my, my issue with ot is obviously it's from overtime it's a social media company originally and I don't think that the gameplay is ever going to be – it's not. They're, they're trying to get clicks and engagement, and that's going to turn out revenue for them. I understand that. 
um, for ad revenue and everything else in media space, but the gameplay is not serious enough to ever become like a real developmental league. And that's what they want it to be. The Thompson twins are like complete outliers because yeah. they were older. They're better. They were always going to be like, no matter where they went, they were always going to be lottery picks in the last three years. Like they've been, everyone's known them before they, they went to OT um, in the scouts world and stuff like that. But OT is just like, they're, they're going about the wrong way to get to the result that they want to get to. That's kind of my issue with them. And um, a lot of their players are realizing that. So like they have guys going to the NBL to G league ignite, and then going to the draft the year after. It's like a lot of them are leaving OT after being there for a year because they're starting to see different paths to actually going to get them to the league and drafted because the other guys that aren't top tier prospects just don't get drafted out of the OT. So, I mean, Scoot is probably the biggest guy, the biggest name at least to get, or the, maybe even the highest pick to go from a G League team. Am I right? Jalen Green went too. Oh, Jalen yeah. Green. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And I, I actually love Ignite, especially for top tier prospects because. Sure. I think it really suits you for to, for your path to the league. NBA spacing, yeah. you're playing against NBA athletes, big dudes, like physicality, the, the pace of the game. Uh, so the number two, he's number one or two, and the number five recruiter going there this year. And okay. that's going to be – I think this is where we really see that you guys are talking about how it impacts college basketball because the NIL money, the transfer portal, is keeping a lot of guys in. Like Zach Eady, the National Player of the Year, returns. Yeah. Granted, he's not built for the NBA. Oscar Shibway, two years ago – National Player of the Year returns, same kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So I think that's keeping the game with stars being there three, four, five, even six, seven years at this point yeah. um, with COVID year. But that's helping them a lot. But the freshman talent is taking a hit. So they're like, why am I going to go try to outwork guys that are in college for five or six years? Sure. I can yep. go to the NBL or Ignite or whatever and, and go there for a year and go to the league. So this year with both those guys, and like honestly, it's like eight prospects that could get drafted. They won't all. Um, playing for Ignite at the same time, this is going to be the year where we see does it actually affect college basketball with a weaker freshman class. So interesting, perfect. Well, that's uh, that's a yeah, that's yeah. perfect. That's perfectly mm-hmm. put. Thank you for breaking it down, explaining it like I'm five because I have no knowledge of that kind of stuff. <laughs> Once they get to the league, I'm like, all right, now I'm paying attention. Okay, let's get to the curiosity corner. Huh. Welcome to the curiosity corner. It's the place where we ask and answer the questions that I'm just curious about. We've got Ryan here with us, which means we're going to talk all things draft. Ryan, we'll start simple. Should Scoot have gone number two overall? Yes. I thought you were going to say he's going number three. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he, he definitely should have. And I I I'll go, I'll, won't go crazy about it because there's not much more to it. He's a better prospect. The Hornets... Whether you think Miller or Scoot fit better or not, I don't really think it's a massive difference. You don't draft for fit when you win 27 games the year before. Thank you. Um, so, yeah. I have a vendetta against the Hornets, and I said this like <laughs> 17 times before the draft <laughs> happened. Stupid franchises worry about pit, fit when you're dra- when you've got a kind of like generational player like the Kings passing on Luka because it's like, oh, we've got guards. Fuck you. Take Luka Doncic and also take Scoot Henderson. So uh, what do you think the plan is for the Blazers now? I, I mean, they met with Dame today, apparently. We'll probably find out tomorrow or sure. today what that came. To be honest, they've done this before. It's going to be like, all right, Dame, we're good with Dame. We're going to try to win now, but we're still building the future. Everyone's on board. It's going to be BS. But I think that they're just going to keep doing what they've been doing, which actually is – I think they should trade out and just rebuild, rebuild, focus on Simon, Sharp, like their whole core. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, like having Dame there helps them a lot for Scoot to learn, for Shaden Sharp to learn and not be – pushed into 30 minutes a game and when you're 18, 19 years old, I think is very valuable. We've seen it in every sport, the NFL with quarterbacks. And so it's, it's a weird thing to compare it to, but Patrick Mahomes sitting for an entire year, Lamar Jackson sitting for half his rookie year, mm-hmm. and then being able to like, after processing and stuff like that, 
Um, I think they're actually doing a good job. They, they had three pretty strong draft picks. I thought they were a big winner of the draft. Um, and they're just going to keep doing what they're doing, make their picks as they can. They'll try to keep Dame around if they can. And if he wants to leave, they'll let him leave, I think. And I actually think that's the right move. Okay. Uh, what team do you think uh, had the best draft? Outside of the Spurs, because, like, Duh. they couldn't really do much wrong. <laughs> right. Uh, I thought the, Rock- the Rockets had a pretty easy mm-hmm. and very successful oh, draft. Yeah. Just Cam at 20. And I understand why Cam dropped. I understand these things. but Which, that's what, that was another question of mine. Can you explain why he slid to 20? I don't know the exact extent of it. I, I recall some of it. It's a medical report thing. So they all go through like medical testing and all these different results and whatever numbers um, to make basically so teams can be like, all right, we're good. Like make sure nothing's going to down the line. Screw right. us. He has some kind of like extra cartilage in his knee or something like that, mm. that doctors were worried that could be a long-term issue. I'm like, that's crazy. Like how many times have we done this in the, in, in with prospects and they end up being huge deals. Um, did it with AJ Griffin last year too, where he, to be fair, he like tours ACL twice. So I understand that part, but like he still ended up being a steal at his value. And I think Kane will be the same thing. So the Rockets are an easy one. Like it kind of is what it is. I love the Jazz and I mentioned the Blazers too. Right. Who do you think had the worst draft outside of the Sixers and Knicks who didn't even make a pick, right? <laughs> the and Knicks should have traded the Sixers did really well in the undrafted market, actually. But the, okay. the Knicks, like they should have traded them for a pick. It's the last time before the new CBA that you can buy a pick for basically nothing. Hmm. Um, so I really thought they could have had a cheap contract on the books. But teams who actually drafted the Magic were tough. Like, I love Anthony Black. like the pick at six. I don't care that they have too many uh, guards. I like Anthony Black. Jed Howard is not the best wing shooter in the draft. You could have taken Jordan Hawkins. You could have taken Brady Dick. We're both going to be better, in my opinion. They're loading up on Michigan guys. They have four Michigan guys in the roster now, which for what wolf. reason, I don't know. <laughs> exactly. And then they traded pick 36 for the Bucks 2030 second rounder <laughs> and cash, which is insane to me. Like oh that is God. basically trading away uh, in this draft, especially it's a late first rounder in terms of value. You're, you're dra- trading a late first rounder for nothing. And they drafted Andre Jackson with the Bucks, who's I promise you is going to contend to be an all on all rookie team. And he's going to help them try to win a title. So the magic are raw. That's that was well done. Point. I just got heated, but like, I don't care if the first two picks trading 36. Thank you. No, point. thank you. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, yeah. I mean, it, it's crazy kind of how the, the tables turn for the magic who I don't remember the odds that they had going into the lottery, but they were one of the teams that it was like me personally. I was like, Oh, Paolo and, uh, and Franz and, and, and uh, Victor would be spicy. And then, yeah, like you're saying, they had one of the worst drafts. Uh, what was the biggest surprise? Um, Biggest surprise. The Kane Whitmore slide was surprising. Mm-hmm. Jet Howard going at 11 was Huge. relatively surprised. I was surprised the Wizards actually went with Bilal. I heard rumors about it. I thought he was going uh, nine, actually, at, to, to Utah, and he might have. But even that was a stretch. So I'm happy they went with him. I think it's a lot of upside, lots yeah. of, a lot of tools to play with there. But that was a big one. And then Jaquavion Smith going undrafted. And he might not be a name you guys know very well, but not at all. He was a last year. He came NC State combo guard, super really good scorer. Uh, he was a late first rounder last year, decided to come back to school for whatever reason, was never going to improve his stock past that, especially in this class. And he went undrafted. So it sucks. Damn. And now has anybody did, did somebody pick him up? The Sixers got him right away, which was I thought was awesome. So okay. Good. Uh okay, finish this sentence. This draft class is the strongest draft class since um don't say 2021 okay like that's the franz Franz, uh, um the whole class franz um john blank jalen green kate i love that class yeah Mm -hmm. okay uh if you had a free ten thousand dollar bet to put on rookie of the year who are you taking ten thousand dollars is free i'm going with the safe pick but (laughs) if i had to go outside of that 
Um, I think Jarris Walker is going to have a huge impact on day Ooh. one. I think Keontae George in Utah, too. Okay. Yeah. Uh, now, this isn't really about the draft, but after the breaking news today, uh, I can't ask you all these questions without asking you about your Atlanta Hawks. <laughs> uh, Woj reported today that Atlanta is sending John Collins to Utah in exchange for Rudy Gay, who immediately opted in, and a second-round <laughs> pick. Uh, Woj also reported that the Hawks are, quote, in deal-making mode and could go into the luxury tax for the right upgrades this offseason. What do you think about this whole thing? We can we can cuss right. We can cuss on. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. do whatever you need to. They fucking better going to luxury tax. My <laughs> <laughs> problem. This is my problem with the ownership for for years. Yeah. Do you have like a like a wah wah wah? Uh, I don't, but I can do a. <laughs> wow. Golly, that's crazy. <laughs> you can do the Draymond Draymond Golly, that's crazy. Um, I that's the problem. They they haven't wanted to pay the luxury tax forever. Yeah. They're never gonna, you're never gonna win a title if you don't want to go in to get the right player. Of course. I just don't know who's going to come on the market. Is Zion going to come available? Is it going to be Cat? Who's it going to be? Like, if it is, then that's great if they get that done. Otherwise, they got nothing back with John Collins. I understand why they did it for financial flexibility going to the CBA. It still makes no sense. Mm-hmm. It's still, I don't care. There had to be some more value for him or better off keeping. There had to be something. There had to be. Did you like the Quinn Snyder hire? Yeah, I like Quinn Snyder a lot. Me too. Uh, so just like, I guess you kind of mentioned it there, but like, is there a name that would make sense in Atlanta? Because now I'm confused. <coughs> Kyle Kuzma. What? Sorry. Woof. Oh, I, fuck no. <laughs> I had a cough fuck there. No. Uh, Free agent uh, name? God. I, there's honestly not anyone. Like Zion and Cat. we need someone in the front court. Like it can't be a guard. We have DeJounte and Trey, and neither of them are going to be moved right now. Um, it's I just Cap. don't know. I, yeah, I just don't know if, you come, if they even listen to trade talks. Like are they after one year really going to be like, right. you know what? We need to recoup some assets. One year. Like, you're really going to give up that fast? His but, name uh, is Nas Reed. That's and what I'm yes. saying. Like, <laughs> that's true. Nas Reed is nice. And he anyway, him, sorry. So. Yeah, I mean, Carl, no, Anthony, I Carl Anthony Towns played uh, 29 games last year. I don't think Woo, they're giving – I don't – I don't think that they're giving up. I, I personally just don't think that they're giving up on 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 the cat go bear ant trade, especially if ants continues to get better. So, yeah. all right. Well, that was the curiosity corner, and let's get into our game of the day. It's time for the free agent frenzy. All right. In this game, the three of you will operate as GMs of your very own NBA franchise. Every player in NBA history is a free agent. Each round, there is a rule about the players that you may or may not sign. I will start by signing a player that fits the rule. Uh, You will attempt to sign one player uh, that fits the rule of the round. If the player you choose fits the criteria of the round, I will tell you that you may sign the player, giving you information on the rule of the round. If you've listened, you've heard this before. Uh, You may only guess during your turn. If you're, uh, you know, you say, hey, can I draft this guy? And if I say yes or no, whatever, then you can go, okay, can I guess? Uh, The first person to correctly guess the rule of the round gets 100 points. If none of you guess the rule, then I will receive the points. You only get one guess per round if that's not clear. All right. Being that you're our guest, Ryan, you can start. But I am going to start with Greg Odin. Oof, God. Um, we will take Jaleel Okafor. You may take Jaleel Okafor. Okay. Bob? May I draft Victor Winbinyama? You may not take Victor Winbinyama. Okay. May I guess? 
you should take a pick first. That's a new rule. New rule. You gotta take a player first. Okay, so sick of hearing that. I'm just gonna guess. Gotta take a player first. May I draft Anthony Bennett? You may. Oh, so draft busts. <laughs> yes, of course. Yes, 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 yes. Yep. It is thank draft bus. We're starting out easy. All right. Uh, we'll go on to question two now. So those are worth, uh, what do we say? Uh, 105 yep. each. Five, point. five points. Five points each. Five Jeez, points each. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Quickly then on to number two. Uh, so, Bob, you'll be starting. I'm going to start with Ja Morant. May I draft Tyrese Halliburton? Let me double check. Oh, oh, ooh, double yeah. checking. Th this round, uh, this game Ooh. in particular might have a lot of double checking, but uh, I'd rather be right than lie to you. No, you may not take Tyrese Halliburton. <sighs> may I draft Kevin Durant? You may take Kevin Durant. Okay. On to you, Ryan. Oh God. Um. May I draft Trey Young? Let me double check real quick. <laughs> uh, no, you may not draft Trey Young. May I draft Brandon Miller? You may draft Brandon Miller. And I will guess number two overall draft picks. That is correct. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, it is. We're starting out easy. Only a few of these to get to. So, yes, you are correct. On to round three. Okay. I'm going to start with... Kobe Bryant, Justin. May I draft? Hmm, may I draft George Hill? That is such a name. <laughs> <laughs> Just a moment. Let me okay. obviously double check. Yeah, he's king of the. <laughs> uh, you may take huh. George Hill. On to you, Ryan. May I take LeBron James? You may not take LeBron James. Okay. May I take? My man, Danny Granger. <laughs> I'm going to double Ruined check. Ruined my slogan. Uh, let me double check here. I'm going to find out. Okay. Oh, a lot of reading on this. Oh, this is a whole article here. Oh, wowza. Uh, um, hmm. No. Who was the player we started with? I already forgot. We started with Kobe Bean Bryant. Okay, I did. I did remember. Okay. Uh, no. 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 Are you sure? You may not. Yeah. You may is, not. Now you're. I mean, you double. You're asking. Sorry, me. I'm just curious. Okay. No. If not, okay. So, I mean, I set sure. myself up for failure here. I made these rounds, uh, so I can't be upset with anybody. Uh, you can't be curious. See. This is not the corner anymore. <clears throat> Let me yeah, just double right. check. I just want to double check. I just want to give you the right answer here. It does here. sound like triple checking at this point in time. In quadruple, to mm. be clear. Uh, you may not take. Perfect. Danny Granger. Okay. Is that it? That's it. That's oh, for okay. Um, may I draft? Oh. May I draft my man? Timothy Duncan. No, you may not take that. No, I will not. Okay. On to you, Ryan. Okay. May I draft Mikel Bridges? You may draft in Mikkel Bridges. Can I take a guess? You can guess, and I already Players know. Players from Philadelphia. Oh. oh. Nope. No, that is incorrect. Oh, no. On to Bob. Wow. May I draft? What a commonality. Nice find, though. Damn. May I draft? Um. Ugh. 
Forgive me, I don't know his last name, but he was recently drafted Victor Wimbenyama's uh, teammate Bilal. Oh, uh, I will double check real quick. By the way, great name, Bilal. I don't believe so, but I will double check for you. Oh my God, that's a whole, why is it not just a Google The thing is, response. if I know the rules, then I go, maybe. I'm still guessing. Um, oh, really? Yeah. Ah, oh, I got it. Yes. Then I will go ahead and guess. Yes, you oh. may guess. Players traded on draft night. Yes. That is correct. Well done. Yes, it wow, is that. Bridges. Oh my yes, God. Yes, Mikel Bridges. Uh, I really thought drafted Danny... by Philly. His mom worked for the franchise, and then yes, sent. Uh, I didn't know George Hill was from Philadelphia. <coughs> I'm pretty sure Danny Granger was. Uh, that's why I was like, oh, brutal. I, I trust so, you. I, I trust three you. articles I and kind of skimmed, yeah, so it's waited. totally possible. You're totally. I, I believe you. You, you got points yeah. if if not. Uh, you got points either way. Sure, so sure. so good. Yeah. Point. Okay. Yeah, yeah, uh, the Philadelphia thing would have been a lot easier to find if, yeah, I didn't know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Boy, where is this player born? Yeah, you're right. Okay. Uh, all right, it's back to you, Ryan. You're starting this next one, and I'm going to start with uh, Ben Wallace. Ooh. Oof. God. Mm -hmm. um, can I take Chauncey Billups? I'm going to double check for you. Of course, of course. Of course, yeah. Don't course, want to give you course. any incorrect information. Uh, <laughs> no, you may not take Chauncey Billups. On to you, Bob. May I draft Cade Cunningham? You may not take Cade Cunningham. On to you, Justin. May I draft Gabe Vincent? I'm going to double check, but I believe so. Uh, you may take Gabe Vincent. May I guess? You may guess. Is this got undrafted player? Yes, it is. You got it. Yes, it is undrafted players. Well done. All right, Woo! on to our fifth and final round. Bob, you'll be starting. Yep. I'm going to start with Manu. And for the last one, we're going to have some claves in our life. I'm going to start with Manu Ginobili. May I draft Nikola Jokic? You may take Nikola Jokic. Go for it. Fire it off. I don't care. Do it. Why would you not want no, the let points? Me draft You're in a huge lead. Let me draft let, the let, player. Let Ryan get another guess. How hey, about... No, no, no. I want to draft a player. Respect, Ryan. What are you doing? Are you doing it or not? Second round draft picks. That is yep. correct. Of course. Yes, yes, yes. I'm just going to draft Tristan Vucevic. I was gonna go a second round international draft pick. That's Ooh. Ah, oh. he doesn't. He doesn't, he doesn't get that. <laughs> that specific. Good. That'd be a rough. One. I, I, yeah, that'd be really hard. They'd get mad at me if I went that. If I went that specific. So Justin, what do we finish that game with there then? Uh, Bob had three hundred points. I had two hundred points. And Ryan, I'm not gonna lie to you, you had zero points. Did I also have zero? Yeah, you did. Golly, you guys did really well in this one. There was also, for the first time ever, an overarching theme. It was all draft stuff. Yeah. yeah. Notable draft bust, number two picks, players traded on draft night, undrafted players in second round picks. So, yeah, for the first time ever, I get zero points on a free agent frenzy. Wow. I Wait, does that mean I get zero points in the day? No, no, you have 100 points no, on the, the first Oh, game. I got Yeah, one. we, we Man, gave you a little so bit. so negative. Ooh, got hot there Wait, for a what, second. What do we do with all these points anyway? Well, you know what? Oh, okay. We gambled them away, <laughs> and props to you. <laughs> Another <laughs> exciting props to you. Props to you. Oh, Addition. Addition of props to you, yes. Michael, 
You have 1,100. I sure do. Big ones. You are betting on Lewis Hamilton. Yes. To podium at this yes. week's F1 race. Brett, Mercedes uh, has been on a heater. They added those upgrades. Apparently, they're bringing upgrades to uh, Austria. Mm. I am going to put all 1,100 points on a Lewis Hamilton podium in the last week of the season, or the month, I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> Our season. Uh, wait, the season of the month you know? uh, to potentially gain 4,400. I like it. I like it a lot. Bob, you are in first place with 3550. You've got the Red Sox over the Marlins. How much are you betting? Robert? Roberto? Um, kind of thinking like... Um... We'll give him another 500. Another 500? Yeah. You want baseball again? Yeah, yeah, you want baseball again? I'm going. Wah. I'm staying in basketball. I'm going the Agreed. Mystics over the Dream on Wednesday. Uh, I'm going to put all my 400 points on them. Because uh, why not? At this point in time, why not? You know you what might I mean? As well. who, who cares? We will get a pick uh, from Trey, uh, who has 300 point, yes. points from you. But, uh, but before we go, Ryan, Ryan are you do there have any... 200 points, so you could leapfrog Trey. Is there any notable uh, player props you want to take, whether it be WNBA or or really anything? I mean, I'm betting now on F1. He bet on golf a couple weeks yeah. ago and baseball now. Anything that you wanna you wanna snag for uh, a couple hundred points on the board? Oh God, uh, anything? Sure, yeah. yeah. Take a stab. Justin will look it up real quick. What's the over under on anything, look Justin? Look it up. <laughs> over under how many lightning tornadoes in, in the canyon? <laughs> oh, actually, sixty five. I'll take the over. Whatever the golf tournament is this weekend, I think there's a travelers. Golf yeah, we've got the travelers this weekend. I think. You want to make a pick? Is Matsuyama golfing? I like him. Mm, I believe Matsuyama. so. Yeah, that's a pretty easy one. Bavada should have Matsuyama. Matsuyama. Off of no context or anything at all, not a major <laughs> golf watcher. I am going Matsuyama. No, I love it. Hideki I love it. is goaded. He is. Uh, Give me the name one more time. Yeah, uh, Hideki Matsuyama is the name. Um, we'll get the odds figured out, but you Matsuyama. do stand a chance. So I assume you bet all those 200 points, right? Yeah. Maybe, you know, bring them to the slots or something. Yeah, you know. I'll throw, <laughs> throw all those 200 points on there, and in uh, in the event that you win, uh, we'll, uh, I don't know, send you an email. Oh, well, uh, <laughs> we, we have merch. We'll send merch. Come yeah, on. sure. Yeah, sure. We'll send, you, we'll send we you a mug or merch. something. All right, everybody. Well, I'm going to change my pick something a little, a little, a little better odds. Damn. There you go. Yeah, I didn't know you were getting a shirt. Uh, all right, everybody. Uh, again, go to yaybasketball.com for exclusive YB merch. We've got T-shirts, mugs, hats, hoodies, stickers uh, with a bunch of great designs. So go grab some of that sweet, sweet Yay Basketball merch. Free! Nope, sorry. Nope. Yaybasketball.com <laughs> for exclusive YB merch. Also, join our chalkboard group chat. Hit the link in the description to do so. It is a fun and free you're gonna say like merge (laughs) support the show thank you so much for listening as always be sure to like subscribe rate five stars share with friends and follow us at yay underscore basketball on tiktok twitter and instagram and just a reminder we are recording live from the yay studio do it live I can, I'll write it and we'll do it live. Which, if you do not know, we do not edit. We press record and we post what we got. Uh, Bob, what do you got for the people? Real quick, Ryan, in Toronto, you have Marquise Noel and Grady Dick now. Are these starters in two years? Uh, Grady will be starting. I, I love Marquise. I don't know if I can say the same. I love it. The Kansans were wondering. Anyway, I think Pacers were my favorite team because they traded down and still got their guy and two second round picks. 
It's insane. Jarris Walker, everyone's saying Paul Millsap. No, man, he's much better than that. And Mojave King, Ignite, here we go. You were talking Ignite versus um, Dumbass Overtime earlier. And yeah, man, I think Mojave King's a big deal. So Pacers, that was my pick. Uh, <laughs> okay. That was my win. Justin, anyway. what do you have for the people? Um, I mean, it's it's a great day to be a wizard. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Uh, Wizards watch. You know what? I was debating whether it was going somewhere. It's not going it's not, anywhere. No. We might have some new segments, though. Into the ground. Uh, but I do I do have one question. A, I, w- a statement, Ryan, you were, I think, our first guest like, to phone in. Kind of a situation, and I do appreciate since, that. That's since awesome. Himself last year, yeah. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like, no, no, that's what I'm saying. He was, our, he was our first. Uh, the Zach Hernandez yeah. was the first. one uh, and the only. Yeah. Um, but I do, I just want you to tell me why Tristan Vucevic will be the next Nikola Jokic, um, because second round pick, Serbia, it all makes sense, right? Um, yeah. Yes. Totally. That's how it goes. There you go. Ryan, uh, again, thank you so much for joining us. Where can people find you? Uh, Ryan Hammer 9 on Twitter, and then just take the zero out for everything else. Okay. Know, okay. Complicated prize, complicated thing, right? Situation. Ryan Hammer 9 on TikTok and all that stuff. Awesome. You yeah, you were out, you were uh, going hard during the draft. I posted a whole bunch of stuff. So go uh, go check that out for some more in-depth uh, breakdowns on uh, Ryan's uh, TikTok page and all over the place. Uh, thanks again for joining us, buddy. We really do appreciate it. Of course. I love, love coming on. I am coming to KC next time. I will make it happen. So I'm not via satellite and nice. make it happen, right? Awesome. Right, yes, good. sir. We will uh, we will oh, have yeah. you in person and we'll be all set up ready for you. Thank you so much for joining us everybody. We really do appreciate it. It has been a good one. Had our had our boy Ryan on the show and talked all things draft. And next time we'll be talking all things free agency. We love you. Don't forget. Yay basketball. <laughs>